Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Scripps 5 Must Know Things. This time for the Business Week ended 30th September 2022. This is Ian Haydock. This time, landmark results for lecanemab in Alzheimer's. Other Alzheimer's players rise after the lecanemab results. Lecvio's importance to Novartis. Pfizer's secret source for digitization. And Amgen's clinical trial diversity efforts. Azai and Biogen have accomplished something no other pharma company has done before. They demonstrated that an anti-amyloid antibody can improve cognition and function in Alzheimer's patients in a phase 3 trial. Mandy Jackson writes that the news that treatment with the anti-amyloid beta-protofibril antibody, lecanemab, slowed the clinical decline of patients with early Alzheimer's compared to placebo in the phase 3 Clarity AD clinical trial represents a huge accomplishment for the two drug makers, but also a landmark moment for the pharma industry, which has sought unsuccessfully to prove the anti-amyloid hypothesis in Alzheimer's for at least two decades. As a result of the positive news, Azi and Biogen may achieve two big US FDA-related milestones during the first quarter of 2023 for lecanemab. The FDA is expected to decide by 6th January on the company's application for accelerated approval, and they now plan to file for traditional approvals in the US, EU and Japan before the end of the first quarter. For the two partners, regulatory success with lecanemab, buttressed by phase 3 results that may lay the foundation for commercial success, could represent redemption following the company's failed launch of Adrihelm which has not gained commercial traction after its controversial approval based on a surrogate marker. The positive Clarity AD readout late on 27th September in the US and early on 28th September in Japan is also a big milestone for both companies because it may cement their ability to beat at least two other competing anti-amyloid antibodies to market. These are Roche's Gantanerumab and Eli Lilly's Donanimab. Lecanemab met the primary endpoint in its trial, showing a 27 reduction compared with placebo in the rate of cognitive and functional decline, as determined by CDRSB scores at 18 months, representing a minus 0.45 difference in CDRSB scores in the intent-to-treat population. Azai and Biogen said the highly statistically significant differences between lecanemab and placebo on the primary endpoint were evident at all time points, occurring as soon as at six months with p-values of less than 0.01. Azai and Biogen plan to discuss the Clarity AD results with regulators in the US, EU and Japan, with the aim of filing for traditional approvals in these regions by the end of Azai's fiscal year, which ends on 31st March next year. The company has noted that the US FDA has agreed that Clarity AD can serve as the confirmatory study to verify the clinical benefit of lecanemab. Azai leads development and regulatory activities for lecanemab globally, but the company and Biogen share commercialization and promotional responsibilities for the product, with Azai having final decision-making authority under the partners' renegotiated agreement covering both Adrihelm and lecanemab. Staying with Alzheimer's, Mandy also writes in a companion article that the Clarity AD results resulted in surging stock prices for Biogen and Azai and also other Alzheimer's drug developers, regardless of the mechanism of action for their candidates. Several analysts called the Clarity AD results a major surprise, 
as investor consensus was that this trial likely fails, Evercore ISI analyst Uma Rafat said in a 27th September note. What we have seen in Clarity AD so far, i.e. a seemingly clean hit on primary and key secondary endpoints, has never been seen in a phase 3 trial for any product that could slow the progression of AD, Canaccord Genuity analyst Sumant Kulkarni said in a 27th September note. Raymond James analyst Daniel Brill said in a note on the same date that the top-line data appears supportive of full FDA approval and CMS coverage without restrictions. Biogen shares closed up 39.9% on 28 September, while Azai gained 17.3% in Tokyo, and its US shares ended the day 60% higher. In addition to the stock price gains for Azai and Biogen, the company's two nearest competitors, Roche and Eli Lilly, also rode the rising tide created by the Lacanamab news. Roche's US share price rose 6.9% and Lilly gained 7.5%. Roche is also slated to present phase 3 results for its anti-amyloid antibody gantanerumab at the upcoming clinical trials on Alzheimer's disease meeting in San Francisco on 30th November from its graduate 1 and 2 trials, but the company has not indicated when it plans to file for regulatory approvals. Lilly will report results from its Phase 3 Trailblazer ALZ2 trial of Donanimab in mid-2023, but has a BLA for accelerated approval pending at the US FDA, based on positive Phase 2 results for its antibody. With Novartis stressing the need to improve its launches and turn promising medicines into multi-billion dollar blockbusters, it was no surprise that analysts focused on plans for the closely watched cholesterol treatment Lecvio at the Swiss giant's Meet the Management Day at its headquarters in Basel. Lecvio, which was launched in the US in January and was approved in Europe in December 2020, brought in just $22 million in the second quarter, a slight advance on first quarter 2022 sales of $14 million, Kevin Grogan writes. PCSK9 targeted small interfering RNA therapy, which is administered twice annually and formed the basis of Novartis' $9.7 billion acquisition of the medicines company in 2020, is expected to become an important pillar of the company's cardiovascular disease portfolio. Bob Wooten, Novartis' global marketing head, said that, in the US at least, the body of evidence over time is overwhelming, so physicians, healthcare systems and payers are not waiting for outcomes data to make decisions in this space, referencing the ongoing cardiovascular outcomes Orion 4 study, which is not expected to read out before July 2026. What plays out in the US more is access to the medicine, affordability and the adherence component, Wooden said, And while it's a long-term project, working with healthcare systems that already have a buy-and-bill infrastructure, where Lecvio purchased by the provider system, is then administered to the patient in the office, or smaller community-based practices, we are starting to see some of the early uptake in the building of the foundation and expect more growth in the second half of next year, he said. Novartis is working with providers that cover around 73% of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease patients in the US, he said, and over 7,000 of them in the US are on treatment. More than half of these patients have a $0 copay, so you're addressing the affordability piece as well, he said.
Marie-France Sudin, who's president of Innovative Medicines outside of the US and Novartis's chief commercial officer, said, We know that what's happening in the ASCVD field is not working. Are things going as quickly as we would like? The answer is no, but what we are trying to do is fundamentally change the way LDLC is treated, so it's going to take some time. Pfizer sent 90,000 people home during COVID-19, yet managed to develop its vaccine with BioNTech for the disease in record time. After CEO Albert Borla credited digitalization and Project Lightspeed for the achievement, Senior Vice President Pfizer Digital, Robert Brown, revealed how the secret source was and continues to be used in areas ranging from response time to content management, Viber Ravi writes. Talking about the digital transformation, Brown said until 2019, Pfizer had a vast digital portfolio and budget, but we didn't know exactly where we were spending it, how much we were spending it, and why was it important to spend it in those locations. While a company the size of Pfizer would be expected to know, the lacuna came from living in a world of verticals and management realised that to be successful going forward, it had to start working more horizontally. Brown told the Virtual Indigene Digital Summit as he shared best business practices for a successful digital strategy. Chief Digital Officer Lydia Fonseca joined in 2019, along with Bola, the latter making it very clear that digital was the secret source for the success of Pfizer going forward, and that we had to take advantage of a transformation. With that intent set, the company began putting together a business strategy that set digital at the heart of divisions from manufacturing and supply all the way through to R&D and next generation commercial, while innovating and transforming its digital platform. Given the drive for change from the top, Pfizer instilled in its digital team a sense of being part of the business and the responsibility to contribute to it, just like any other function. So, we know that the decisions we make actually have an impact on Pfizer's success, Brown told the meeting. Unlike the earlier model, where technology was a support function, in the corner, building servers and holding up networks, we are not a back office anymore, he said. While getting a seat at the table was a challenge earlier, Pfizer completely flipped that model. One, Lydia Fonseca reports into our CEO. That's how critical digital has become for Pfizer. Two, each of Lydia's direct reports, including myself, actually sits on an executive leadership team and we contribute at that level, he added. Now, Pfizer's digital organisational structure mirrors business functions. So the way we are structured, we have an R&D functional line, there is a commercial, a manufacturing and finance and global business services, he said. The article takes a deep dive into Pfizer's digital strategy, also looking at medical legal reviews and investment strategy. So do check it out in full for more on these. Finally, Global Medical Affairs Therapeutic Area Head for Amgen's General Medicine Portfolio, Ponda Motsepi Dichego, told Mandy Daxon in an interview she is encouraged by progress occurring at Amgen and other companies trying to recruit more diversified populations into their clinical trials. In addition to her role at the company, Motsepi Dichego is Global Chair of the Amgen Black Employee Network and leads representation in clinical research. The company's effort launched in 2020 to increase the diversity of patients enrolling in its trials. This is not going to change overnight, she said. 
What encourages me is what I see when I look at the industry right now. We're all pulling in the same direction, which is wonderful to see. The industry has taken steps toward improving trial diversity together and as individual companies. Bio and Pharma, in addition to offering guidance on improving clinical trial diversity, have provided input to the US FDA as it outlines policy proposals and they have surveyed their members to assess the efforts that companies have made independently. Amgen's focus on diversifying its clinical trial enrolment began in 2016 with ABEN, whose members came together to produce a white paper on the issue. It's a story about the power of an ERG, an employee resource group, Motsepi Dichego said. After she joined ABEN and eventually brought the idea for RISE to Amgen's upper management, she said she had immediate buy-in from upper management, including CEO Robert Bradway. Another pillar important to the RISE team's work, in addition to clinical trial design, is partnering with the right trial sites and investigators that can recruit diverse populations and create new benches of investigators. A third pillar is listening to the needs and concerns of doctors and patients working and living in diverse communities. Amgen also is working on improving diversity and inclusion within the company itself, starting with outreach to school-aged children through participation in science education programmes and grants to organisations that encourage children and young adults to become interested in science and related careers. Inside Amgen, the company has made sure to consider diverse candidates when making new hires and has supported women and minority employees to advance into leadership roles. That's all for this week. Many thanks for listening. All these articles in full are linked in the story accompanying this podcast and are just a fraction of those published in script last week. Log in to access all of our content or take a free trial to see what you're missing. Bye for now.